So, I've been in Sweden for some four months now, and it's been absolutely brilliant. You know, I've met the most fantastic people, I've made some really incredible memories, and I've, I've enjoyed my classes at the same time as well. You know, I started this podcast, I made another short film, I progressed heaps on another little project I'm working on, so creatively, I can't complain either. So where am I going with all this? Surely there's going to be a massive but here somewhere. Well, I can try and word it somehow, but I think the inclusive word is fear. I'm scared for what's to come a lot of the time. And it's not all the time, but you know those little in-between moments when it feels like a wrecking ball of dry ice is just scathing the insides of your body, but somehow it's also in your head and you're sweating without sweating. Yeah, that's what I'm on about. So what am I scared of? Well, part of me doesn't want this time in Sweden to end because it's a beautiful little break from, well, dare I say, the usual for me. But at the same time, I, and I can't think of a smart way to word this, but I feel like it's a very shared feeling that we all have, that we have to keep doing this every day. That I have to go back to keep doing this after I leave Sweden. You know, and that we need some form of motivator and incentive to keep doing that, I guess. If we can stop just doing it, we can stop, keep going, as they say. But I'm not sure that in this type of world that's going to entirely work out for you. Uh, it's, it's this odd feeling that makes you go, yes, I have to get up tomorrow morning. Yes, I have to do this, do that, eat, drink, exercise, socialize, work, study, have some fun maybe. But then do it all again the next day, and the one after that, and the one after that, and so on and so forth, until we just stop doing it, I guess. The thing is, I've never really struggled with this feeling before, I mean, maybe mildly, but never in this degree, I suppose. And then I wondered, am I starting to look for a purpose? Like, am I looking for reasons to keep on doing the things that I do? It feels entirely contradictory to what I always say, but then this is also the point I'm trying to make here. That we eventually end up contradicting ourselves all the time. So I started to wonder whether I'm looking for some form of reassurance that, you know, despite what feels like an eternal hunt for an unrealistic mirage, one day maybe I'll find my oasis. And then I started wondering, is this why religion exists? Now, I've strayed, I've personally strayed far and wide in my spiritual presence, but I began to wonder whether the, you know, about the reasons that has millions and millions of people adhering to these ideologies. And honestly, it's fascinating and it's beautiful, but I'm not entirely sure it's for me as of now. Religion has got me some really good friends in my life. And if that's what religion is capable of, if that's one of the things that religion is capable of, I think... Oh, I think that's amazing. I think that's one of the most beautiful things I've seen. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to eventually say here is that I thought the idea of searching for some intrinsic meaning and purpose through life was quite noble of the individual subjecting themselves to do that. But at the same time, I thought the answer was quite obvious. I thought the answer to whatever intrinsic meaning or purpose was, you know, it was quite an obvious answer. Uh, the younger me was thinking, you know, 
Why isn't your existence in itself just satisfactory enough? Why can't you be content with what we know you have? And that's that. And that's all that used to matter to me. That I am here. I was here yesterday, but I can't guarantee that I'll be here tomorrow. So I better make the most of it. That's what I used to say. I mean, it sounds easy enough, right? But now I'm starting to wonder if this was just the easy answer to it all. Because the fact of the matter is that we can think or matter as much as we like. But <laughs> what we happen to be living in right now, the world we happen to be living in right now, just seems to throw things at us that makes uh, the reasoning that I had for existence sound so lofty. I mean, sure, you can be mindful of the present moment and it'll be all sunshine and rainbows, but what happened... But what happens when something happens that just rips apart the absolute fabric of your life and you just don't know what to think? You know, for some reason, you know, you have those moments where it's hard to be living in the present moment so adamantly. So what do we do? I, I'm not entirely sure, really. But then I don't think I should ever be entirely sure either. Will we ever be completely happy? Will we ever be completely okay? We, well, well at least I, get scared more regularly now about, you know, what's to come. Like I said, tomorrow, the day after, next year, career settling down, and the fact that all this will happen unless I just cease to exist in the next second or so. I, I'm still here. So, is it total happiness that we need in life? Stability? With the, the reassurance that one day everything will be okay? Well, last year, around June and July, I was going through what, I, what was hands down the worst months of my life led so far, and I told myself it's okay. I'll keep going because one day everything will be okay. Well, some 10, 11 months later, I am nowhere near the bad place I used to be. And in fact, things are fine. Things are amazing. I moved halfway across the world, found some incredible people. And these last two days, I have been going for walks because I want to and because I have the time. And on these walks, I could not for the life of me believe that I am here in a Swedish wood, having a nice stroll, the radiant warmth of the, the European sun hitting every square inch of my body. Listening to birdsong that wasn't coming out of a speaker, I couldn't believe it. But I was. I had no assessments to do, no job. I mean, I'm, I'm on leave, but you know, money's a little tight, but I was managing fine. I had a blueberry muffin to look forward to when I got home. I'd heat it up in the microwave for about 15 seconds so it's nice and gooey. I had some wonderful carbonara that I had made the day before waiting for me for lunch. You know, I felt like I was living a life like that of a child, I, you know, one that I could only read about, a life that I never believed that I could live, and it was such a wonderful moment, really, it makes, made me see how far that I've come and what I've done. So what could there possibly be for me to worry about in that moment? Did I even worry about anything? Well, I did, and that's exactly it, really. I mean, in that moment on my walks, I had nothing to worry about, and yet, I was still thinking about it. 
you have these brief moments of pure bliss, though. I mean, don't you? Where you feel like a child again, maybe? It's just absolute carefreeness. You're just in the moment. It comes and goes like that. But it's so odd how a split second of a feeling can stick with you longer than something you may have felt for a decade can. And, you know, and the thing is that split second ends and you're back on Earth. And on this planet, we, we worry. We worry when we're happy. And as if it's not right, as if we should always be worrying. I don't know if we will ever be achieving pure happiness in our lives. Now, I can't, I can't even fathom what such a thing would be like. But more importantly, I have my doubts on whether such a thing exists. I mean, I can drag this out and make it all metaphysical and esoteric about... Esoteric, sorry, about focusing on what we know and what we can know and so on and so forth. But for the sake of not trying to philosophize everything, I think whatever answer to this dilemma I, that I have lies in the acceptance that I will never be all okay. If I may quote just one philosophical thing here, Descartes say that, said that the only thing that we can be sure of is uncertainty itself. Uh, to supplement this, the Delphic maxims of ancient Greece say that to be entirely certain of anything is to bring a massive amount of calamity to your life. Uh, shout out to episode one. Feels like it was ages ago. But the thing is, you know, Descartes can go ahead and say this. You, you can read as much Marcus Aurelius as you'd like, and it still won't matter unless you, you know, the being of you, accepts that there is a very low possibility of achieving pure happiness in our lifetimes. And in saying that, the next best thing for us to do is, I guess, try and learn to live with the unhappiness that just seems to live in our minds rent-free. Some people that I've met do this quite naturally, you know. Some people accept that there will always be unhappiness in their lives and they're quite content. They're very good at living with it. And it's honestly, it's the most extraordinary talent and I can't explain it. You'll just have to find these people. And when you do, it's inspiring as heck. And the thing is, don't take living with unhappiness literally. Take everything I say with a grain of salt for that matter, but the... The upshot here is that there will most likely be things that make us unhappy in this world. As much of a, as much of a, wait, as much of an optimist as I may be, I think it's I think it's a bit of a reach to say that we'll have world peace anytime soon. For example, but just because someone else is out there doing something that makes you unhappy doesn't mean you're not allowed to be happy. The fact that you're unhappy about it says something about you and your moral character, for sure. But if we were to let every single negativity and adversity on Earth get us down, it's going to be in vain unless you get back up. Or so I think. It's quite normal to be a little finicky over uncertainty. I mean, I get that. It's all it's only natural and it always seems to be exacerbating the older you get. I turn 21 in two months and I feel like I'm more worried about the next five years of my life than my 83-year-old grandfather is. Life is so poetically strange in that way. It's, there's such an element of mystery to it. 
and I don't think we should ever solve that mystery. It's all beautifully tragic, hauntingly mesmerizing, and just violently unjust at the same time. But who am I trying to find life? I, these are all just blobs of paint on one massive canvas that no one knows the size of, nor who paints it. Or if there's anyone painting it at all. I think the younger me was smart enough to know that being painted on was really enough. That that's all he cared about. Most of the time, I do not envy. Uh, I do not envy my younger self, but the innocence and the wonder he had. I I feel like I'd be betraying myself if I don't carry those elements through and plant them where necessary in my adult life. I don't even know how to end this episode exactly, but I guess we were all. I guess we were all children that never really expected to grow up this fast. We grew up in such a odd time. I mean, uh, I say this because I know the age group that m most of my audience falls into. So, but I feel like we were all children that really never expected to grow up this fast. But here we are. So, might as well make the most of it, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, that, that's it for this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. I love doing this. I still love... Uh, I've been really busy, but I'm always trying to push out an episode at least once a week. Um, and to you, my dear listener, I appreciate you so very much for giving my stuff a chance. I also have a new short film out. It's on my Instagram and on my YouTube. It's not a channel or anything. I just have my videos on YouTube because it's easy for everyone to watch. So... I'll link it in the description, so do have a look if you have the time. Uh, you can see what else I've been up to on there as well. And I hope you're all doing really well. I'll see you next week. And until then, always remember to take the middle lane. So, 